wreckage behind. The one who makes all things new has proven it true. Take a look at my life. It is a story of redemption. Come on, everybody say there is hope. There's hope today. And this morning as we look at uh, blind Bartimaeus and what happened as he encountered Jesus Christ in the book of Mark chapter 10, I believe they're going to pull that up. I just want to pull uh, a couple of truths out of that today at Lessons from a blind man. Somebody say amen. Because there is hope in Jesus Christ. And uh, today I just want you to know that when you come to the end of your ability, you come to the ability of God. And this morning I believe that God wants to do something significant in this place as we look to his word. And so this morning, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes with me, I would just like for us to pray and ask the anointing of God's Spirit to make His Word become alive to us and speak to us as an individual this morning and to have His way. And so, Father, right now, we thank You that we could gather in this place and worship You. We love You and we bless You and we thank You for this, this, this time together. And now as we open the very words of God, as we look to the very scripture that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, we pray, O God, that you would open the eyes of our understanding and that you would speak to us and give us faith for greater things than we've ever seen before. We pray that miracles would be released in this place this morning as people encounter the living God by the word of God and the spirit of God. May you change us and transform us for your kingdom and your glory. And we'll be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' most powerful and matchless name. And everybody in agreement said, amen Amen and amen. I'm going to be reading this morning from the book of Mark chapter uh, 10. And I'm starting at verse 46. We're going to be reading through verse 52. And it is the story of Bartimaeus. And it says in verse 46, Now they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus... The son of Timaeus sat by the road begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many of the people around tried to quiet him, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus stood still And commanded that he would be called to him. And they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, arise. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he arose and he came to Jesus. And so Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I might receive my sight. And then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now this morning as we look at this passage of scripture, I just want us to look beyond the physical blindness and think about the the spiritual blindness of Bartimaeus. And as we look at this passage of scripture, just to realize and know that what you are named back in Bible days is what you would become. It was almost like a prophecy of who your identity would be. Your name was almost always a definer of your destiny. Now, Bartimaeus was actually... He was crippled and set up from his birth in who he would become. 
If you look at the original text here, Bar actually means the son of, and Timaeus literally means to be foul, to be unclean, to be impure, to be molested or abused, to be notorious, not for good, but having a reputation of evil. How many of you know somebody that has a reputation of evil? Come on, wave at me. You know, I can identify with Bartimaeus here and with the reputation. You see, I'm a graduate of Teen Challenge. It was March 10th, 1979 that I sat in my mother's living room. My life had been broken and bruised and beaten and battered through addiction. I made a choice when I was 12 years old to smoke marijuana for the first time. And it took me down a road in life that I wish I never had gone. And at the age of 21 years old, I found myself living in my car in Los Angeles, California. I stopped by my mother's house high on cocaine. And it was there in her living room where I heard the good news of the gospel for the first time like I had never heard it before. I had people tell me that I needed to change and that I was going to go to hell if I didn't change my ways. But I never heard somebody tell me that there was hope for a change and that Jesus could take my situation and change it. Had people look down their religious nose and judge me. How many of you know that people don't need to be judged today? They need to be loved. Amen. Come on, wave at me, somebody. I'm so thankful that God made himself real to me. It was March 10th, 1979. It was March 10th, 1980. A year today that I went into a Teen Challenge home. I'm a graduate of Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge was the vehicle that God used. To disciple me. I became a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, I made a decision in my mother's house in the living room. Uh, praying, you know, there. But it was at Teen Challenge really where I became a follower of Jesus Christ. And I'll get to that in just a minute. I, I know what it's like. I can identify with Bartimaeus. Some of you in this place today, you might feel like there's situations in your life that could never change. Can I just tell you something that with faith, all things are possible. You may have family members or friends that are bound by drug addiction or alcoholism. You may be dealing yourself with situations of mental distress and fear. You may, you may have all kinds of things that may could be happening in your life today that you feel like, man, this could never change. But can I tell you today that with the release of faith in Jesus Christ and the word of God, God could do a miracle in your life. He can do a miracle in your family. He could do a miracle in your situation. Here, blind Bartimaeus, every day he sits up and he's sitting on the roadside begging. I can only imagine how he felt so hopeless. Like, you know, every day here I am and all I can do for the rest of my life is beg. I'm blind. I'll never see again. Well, can I just tell you something? If we look at what the scripture says about Bartimaeus, and if we relate that to our own life, you know, some people think that Bartimaeus was, was born blind. But, the, but in the scripture, it actually says in verse 51 of the text, when Jesus asked him the question, what is it that you want me to do for you? And he responded, Rabboni, that I might receive my sight. That word actually means to recover. That means that somewhere along life, he lost his sight. Somewhere along the road of life, 
He lost his eyesight. So he wasn't born blind, but he lost it and he wanted to recover it. Everybody say recover. You see, there may be things in your life that maybe you've lost. You feel like I could never recover those things again. I want you to know that God can step into those situations this morning with the release of your faith in the Son of God. And your situation could change. You know, in losing his sight, he lost his hopes. He lost his dreams. He lost his vision for life. Some of you here today might be thinking, you know, I just, I'm just not sure where I'm heading anymore. Disappointments come in life. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus opens the scroll of Isaiah chapter 61 and he reads this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Come on, somebody say good news. You see, the gospel is good news. There's hope in Jesus Christ. There's forgiveness of sin. There's eternal life. Even now, today. He has anointed me to preach good news. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty or freedom to those who are captive. And here's that word again, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Can I just tell you something? That this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. I'm so thankful that, that um, you know, there's nothing that I could do to, to earn or to gain salvation. But it's all because of what he did when Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood so that I could be forgiven of my sins and have eternal life. The recovery of sight to those that are blind. You know, people become blind many different ways, and we're sitting in this room, and you might be thinking, how am I going to learn from a blind man? I'm not blind. But you know, it's incredible to me that there's people all around the world today that they're, they're, they're physically alive, but they're spiritually dead. They have physical eyesight, but spiritually, they're blind. You know, people become blinded in life by many things like fear and worry, anxiety. You know, believing words that have been spoken over them like, you'll never be any good, or you'll never amount to anything, or you were a mistake. You know, we've had countless men come to Teen Challenge who have lived under a cloud of those kind of words that have been spoken over them, things that maybe even lies that you have believed about yourself. Can I tell you today that I believe that God wants to remove those things from our life? Here's what scripture says. It says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Some people believe I'm just a loser. Or, you know what, I, I'm really, I can't be forgiven. Or, I'll, I'll never be able to, to serve God. Can I just tell you that God wants you as his own 
And he wants to deliver you from your past. He wants to bring healing to your life and give you a destiny that is found, an identity that is found in Jesus Christ by the word of God and the spirit of God. Come on, somebody just say this with me. Say, I am a winner. Come on, just say it like you mean it. I am a winner. Come on, say, I'm a child of God. I'm forgiven of my sins. That's right. I have an eternal destiny. I have a purpose. You see, what we believe about ourselves really does matter. You see, blind Bartimaeus, when he encountered Christ, it's just amazing there as he heard that Jesus was coming by. Something happened, and I, uh, you know, Mark said it this morning, you know, that outside of the equation of having Christ in your equation, we're hopeless. But when we have Christ in, our, in, in, in the equation of our life, everything becomes hopeful. Come on, everybody say hopeful. And so I don't know what it is that's in your life today that you're struggling with or what might be an impossibility, but I want you to know that those impossibilities become possible when you put Christ in the equation. Here we read that when Jesus was coming and blind Bartimaeus hears that it's Jesus, something happens in him and faith arises and he begins to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He begins to cry out to God. And those around him begin to wonder, they want to hush him up, hey, just shh, shh, shh. But no, there was something that was released in his, in his spirit, and the power of God was being released in his life. And instead of being quiet, he cried out all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You just, come on, somebody say his name. Jesus. Come on, say it with me. Jesus. Come on, say it with me. Jesus. You see, there's power in the name of Jesus Christ to break all of the chains of our past sin, all of the chains of our past thinking, to release in us a born-again experience. Now, it's incredible to me that as we look at this passage of Scripture and we see that faith arose in blind Bartimaeus and it was the conduit of faith that released the miracle of God in his life. Somebody say amen. amen. Say he's getting ready to close now. I've got four things that I'm going to give to you as I get ready to close from this passage of Scripture. You see, faith is the conduit that releases the miracles in our lives. You see, it's amazing to me that when, when he cried out to Jesus, Jesus stopped, it says, and he stood still. Can I just tell you that when you cry out to God, that he's listening to you and he wants, you know, he wants you to know that he's paying attention to you. And that when you cry out to Jesus, that he stops and he focuses his attention on you. We see that in this passage of scripture. And then something happened as he cried out to Jesus. It says that he's calling you. And Jesus stopped and he called Bartimaeus to himself. He said, I want him. Can I just tell you that God wants you today? And that he loves you today with an everlasting love and a great passion. That you're the beat of his heart today. And he's calling you to himself. I may be weak, but your spirit's strong in me. When you cry out to him, he stops and he calls you to himself. Number one, he's calling you to himself today. He's calling you to know him in a very intimate way, a place of relationship. Somebody say amen. 
There is hope. Be of good cheer. Your situation can change. Number two, he's called you not only to himself, but he's called you to let go of your past or take off your beggar clothes. You see, back in the day, when you were a beggar, you used to go down to City Hall and the government would issue a coat. It was kind of like your permit. And something happened to blind Bartimaeus. He encountered Christ and he's crying out to him. There's, a, there's, there's hope for a change in my situation. There's hope for a change in my life. I don't have to remain blind and begging anymore. But there's hope for a change. And as he encountered Jesus on the road, he didn't say, hey, help me take my coat off. But the scripture says that Bartimaeus took his own coat off. And see, some of us, like, you know, uh, uh, like Jordan, are wearing labels that people have placed on us. I don't know about you, but, you know, I was told when I was in my addiction that once you were an addict, you were always an addict. There's no hope whatsoever in that. But my Bible tells me this, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. That all things have passed away. All that old stuff has passed away and that all things are become new. It is a process, my friends. Although positionally, we might be a new creation. How many of you know that we have to grow in Christ? And you know, just like Jordan was, was wearing that label, hi, I'm Jordan and I'm a drug addict. There's people that gather in places all around the United States and around the world. And they'll come into a place and say, hi, my name's Joe and I'm an alcoholic. Scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I beseech you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, for this is your reasonable service. And be no more conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, by changing the way that you think, by the word of God and the spirit of God. And something happened in that moment as blind Bartimaeus felt the hope arise within him and he cries out and he begins to think, I'm going to take off my coat and I'm going to let go of the names that people have called me in the past. Things that I believed about myself like, you're stupid. Or you know what, you're, uh, you're, you're just, uh, I just have things of regret in my life that I wish I had never done. How many of you have some regrets? You know that God doesn't want you to live under a cloud or a cloak of regret anymore. He wants you to take that stuff off and lay it at Jesus' feet. Or maybe you have the tag of unforgiveness. Like, I'm unforgiven or I just can't forgive. I've had countless men come to our campus who have been abused verbally and physically and sexually by people in authority. And the power of forgiveness unlocked the chains and released them to go free. To be able to say the words and mean it from your heart, I forgive that person for violating my life, whatever that might be. Removing the labels of fear. Man, I just walk around in fear. I don't have to be in fear anymore, but I can, I can have a life of, 
of boldness and a life of security. Some people live under a cloud of insecurity and feel like they're less than other people. How many of you have ever been made to feel that way? Like you're not important. How many of you have ever felt that way like I have? Like people ignore you or walk by you or treat you like you're less than them. Jesus will never do that to you. Can I tell you that you're important to the kingdom of God? Number one, he's calling you to himself. He's calling you to know him in an intimate way. He's calling you to be a child of the one true king. Some people think that everybody that's born is a child of God. But that's not biblical. Everybody that's born is a creation of God. But the way you become a child of God is by receiving him. For as many as received him, gave he them the power to become the children of God. As many as believed upon his name. To receive the free gift of eternal life and forgiveness of sin. Through what Jesus did on the cross. In that moment, his faith arose and he took his coat off. And he threw it aside like, I'm never going to be that person anymore. I'm taking off my past. I'm taking off my old unregenerated life. And I'm putting on this new life of Christ. I'm taking off the labels of my past and the things that I have believed about myself. And I'm going to put my faith in the word of God, the son of God. See, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Somebody say Jesus is the word. There's power in the name of Jesus. He threw aside his coat. He let go of his past so that he could move forward in the destiny that he had in Jesus Christ. Number three, when he came to that place and Jesus said to him, what is it that you want me to do for you? Can I ask you this this morning? What is it that you want Jesus to do for you? You know what? He didn't beat around the bush. He didn't say, all I want is the will of God. Come on, somebody say that with me. All I want is the will of God. What is it that you really need? Wow. Incre this, this, this summer, we, we, had, we had two two air conditioning units go out in our main building. It was 95 degrees in our worship center. We were looking at, at the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven. Come on, you all know it. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you yours. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you yours. Pastor Mark said it a few minutes ago. The answer is in your hands to release forgiveness to those who have offended you. It was 95 degrees in, in, our, in, 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 in our worship center. and We were looking at that passage of scripture and the one piece. We just wanted to make it real for the men. Give us this day. Come on, everybody say that with me. Give us this day. What is it that you want me to do for you, Jesus said. Man, it was hot, and the guys were, we were trying to connect the dots for them. Like, you know, let's not pray about all the peripheral stuff, you know, but let's, like, really get real with Jesus. Maybe you just need God to help you not strangle your roommate. 
Are you tracking with me, folks? Maybe you just, maybe you're feeling the temptation today to go back and smoke crack again. Well, you don't need to be praying all this other stuff. What is it that you need him to do for you today? Take the desire for crack from my life. We had a guy, his name's Pete. And Pete, he's not like a real fireball prayer. You know what I mean? How many of you know like, like when somebody's really got a fervent prayer going on? You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I just want to get up under some of that, right? You want those kind of people praying over you because you know that, man, they're fervent about their faith and they're going to touch the hem of his garment so that power would be released in your life. And sometimes we need that, you know? Pete comes up and he's not one of those kind of fireball prayers, but you know what? We were doing all this stuff and I said, hey guys, wouldn't it be killer if we had some air conditioning? And they were like, yeah. Pete comes up and he goes, oh God, will you do something about the air conditioning? In Jesus' name, amen. It's about noon. About four o'clock, I got a phone call from somebody. He called me, he said, hey, Sal, listen, I found an air conditioning unit for you guys. It's brand new. And it's sitting over in Charlotte, and I'm making arrangements to go pick it up. And I'm going to come over, and we're going to install it on Saturday. I ran out of my office, and I got all those guys together, and I said, Pete, give us this day, man. God answered your prayer. That Saturday, they watched, listen, they watched the manifestation of calling on the name of Jesus. Forgive us this day our daily bread. It was like a week later, Jeff called back again and he said, hey, I've got another air conditioning unit. And listen, God answered our prayer because we cried out to him very simply. And he, do, listen, he's no respecter of persons and he does it for anybody. I was like, man, I need Pete to pray some more. <laughs> He's calling you to himself to be a child of God. He's calling you to let go of your past. Have the chains broken from maybe some wrong thinking and some emotional turmoil and, you know, things in your life. He is. And then he's calling you to tell him what you need today. Number three. And then number four as we get ready to close. Number four. I love what it says in the scripture. Jesus answered him when he said, when he said, I want to receive my sight or regain my sight, God, I want to, some of you may have broken dreams and visions in this place. Can I just tell you something? I believe God can raise those things from the dead. And that he, what, what seems to be dead to you, those lost dreams and visions and hopes, I, I really believe that God can resurrect those things in your life as we tell him what we need this morning. Jesus told Bartimaeus, here's what he said. He said, go your way. Hey, he's calling you to himself to know him, to be a child of God. He's calling you to let go of your past and be set free. He's calling you to tell him what it is that you need today. And then he's calling you to do what Bartimaeus did. He actually, instead of going his own way, it says that he followed Jesus down the road. You see, it's one thing to know that Jesus is the Son of God and believe that in your heart. It's another thing to receive it and then become a follower of Jesus Christ. And this morning, as we get ready to pray. I want you to know that God is calling you to a new name. He's calling you to be called a child of God, to a new identity, a new destiny, a follower of Jesus Christ, and a new and a renewed vision in your life. Son of David, have mercy on me. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray with you this morning. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us on our internet campus today. 
We'd love to hear how this message blessed you. You can send an email to admin at yourepicenter.com. You also have the ability to donate to this ministry if you go to www.yourepicenter.com. Again, thank you for joining us and have a wonderful day.